I have been contractually obligated to read this statement. The following podcast contains opinions that are not shared by the Zonecast Network or Ozone Entertainment. Also, this podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only, and none of the arguments should be taken seriously. However, these takes are very real because I am a monster. Oh man, blare up the horns. We're talking about Ska this week on the Taste Bakery. Everyone loves Ska. You know, skanking around, having a good time. Uh, well, except for Oscar. He, he thinks, specifically, he thinks that third wave Ska is some hot garbage. And we're going to talk about that on this week's episode of the Take Speak. gentlemen welcome to another episode of the takes bakery it's the podcast that i keep doing and i don't know why i'm i'm owen oscar's here hello oscar's got bad opinions what else is new um not much really nothing's really that new Uh, anything new with you not really. You, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna skank it out? No. You, you, you don't wanna like blare, blare up the tor- the horns and start you know, getting down with your bad self. Everything you're describing sounds terrible. Why is that? Well, you know, Scott third wave ska is just terrible. All right, third wave ska. As someone not so familiar with. Way, Scott, what is it? Like, it's 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 pop punk with trumpets. That sounds great. It, you know, it's you know a lot of things probably sound like they would be great on paper. Yeah, but also like that's where you write music on paper. Yeah, but then, you know, then it gets executed, but then it's executed very poorly. Oh man, you know what? I I don't have the level of experience and expertise for this. So I think I'm going to have to tag in my partner. Rhythm Bastard, here! You're in. Ah, right, Rhythm Bastard is ready to rumble! Alright, he, he hates third way Scott. Kick his ass. I'll, I'll be in the corner waiting. <laughs> hey, Alright, listen here! Listen here, Oscar. You say that you ain't third wave Scott. Well, guess what? That is an incorrect opinion. <laughs> I'm the real big fish in this pond. <laughs> and the impression that I get is that you're a punk ass bitch. Oh. <laughs> I'm Jake, you're less than Jake. Brother, I am going to hit you over the head with a five iron in a frantic manner, like some kind of five iron frenzy, and I'll steal a buck oh nine for your cheap ass. And not even Ferris can save you. God damn it. I rhythm bastard. Hi, uh. I'm angry that that's probably the funniest thing that's ever happened on the podcast, and it doesn't involve any of the regulars of the podcast. I, that, I, I take offense to that. 
You know, you can take offense to it. That doesn't mean it's not true. Also, aren't you tagged out? No, he's like cheering from the sidelines. Like, yeah, kick is like that. You've seen tag team matches before. They're like, yeah, let's hype up the crowd. They're, they're the one like Owen at this point is like Xavier Woods in like when he's not the, the two man in the tag team and he's banging. He's playing his trombone, which is also a sky instrument. And he's banging on, you know, the, the, the Mac going new day rocks. So what, so what you're saying is like you're 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 the Billy Gunn and Owen is the road dog. No, what I'm saying is I'm more like either the no, I'm more like you're, you're, yeah, I guess you're, that works. You're Big Cass. Okay, that works. Um, little more offensive than Billy Gunn, I think, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Mister Ass, right. Big Ass, they're right. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. So, all right. That, that's that's actually pretty clever. Yeah. Um, anyway, we should actually probably talk about the episode today. Yes. So, uh, you are not a fan of Third Wave, Scott. That is one of my favorite kinds of music. So, so let, 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 let's start with, a, with uh, an, an analytical breakdown here. So, what is it that turns you off about Third Wave, Scott? Like, what, what, you listen to a Third Wave, Scott song, your reaction is, ew, icky. Uh, wh- what causes that? Um, it's... I think I, you know, I you could probably turn that you could probably point this into when I got I used to be really into Scar, like the specials. Okay. And then I kept going with Scar, and then I heard like I heard the impression that I get, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is not Scar. Okay. I okay. I'm starting to see where the. And, starting to see where the change occurs, and then, but also just like it's, it just feels I something I, I I can't put my finger on it, but something about Scar just really, or something about like that pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, like that, like the trumpets blaring and the and the fast like and the and and then and then and then like. And then, like the, and then just like the, like like then and then like the scar singing, which I'm not going to do because I I I'm not good at it. But like something about just the total the the total package and everything just really it sets me off. Okay, so allow me to offer this counterpoint, and that in third wave Scott, what you know, like taking it as the total package would leave you a little bit drained but i think what you're what you need to look at is that third wave ska has some of the best bass playing and some of the best trumpet because with third wave ska is that i it takes more and more influence from uh pop punk and punk and all that whereas earlier waves of you know the they were more uh, reggae ska based. movement yeah they were more reggae based <laughs> and i think what you need to look at is that that increase in energy, that increase that it gets from pop punk leads to a lot more interesting instrumentation because, I mean, like a ska bass, like your average ska bassist, even, you know, in a band not known for its technicality, like, you know, fucking Clash McClarson from the Aquabats or someone like that. He's not a super technical bass player, but even someone like him is really good at his instrument and ska is all about the rhythm section. 
So, like, I respect that Scott is a very talented, like, like they're very talented musicians, and on its, like, I respect, on its own, like, I find, I find that the instrumentation is very good, but I think for me it's like, I also know that Herman Lee is a great guitarist, but I still am not a big Dragon Force fan. Okay. Like, I respect the technical ability, but it just doesn't work for me. Right. And, I mean, part of what I feel about Dragon Force is that um, it's almost, like, too much. Like, your brain can't process it. I think that might actually be my thing with Third Wave Scars, that just everything is blaring all at the same time, and there's no real place to focus on. Well, where... Scott differs from, you know, power speed metal, which is what Dragon Force is, is that there is a lot more downtime in um, third wave Scott or just Scott in general, because, yeah, you know, you do have your pick it up, pick it up songs, but then you have like the entirety of, say, 311 or Sublime. Those are technically third wave Scott bands. They don't use horns as much. And, you know, they're a lot more relaxed, so you can kind of feel the instrumentation a little bit better. With Scott, there's a lot more downtime to appreciate the various bits of instrumentality layered throughout it. So there is, so you can catch a respite, you can't catch respite when you're listening to a ska song. So you can just focus on the bass part or, you know, the, the, the rhythm guitar and how it changes. And some of them are actually known for like when, Say the the guitar solo in uh, "Beer" by Real Big Fish that mm-hmm. stands out a little more than you know a guitar solo in a Dragon Force song because it's shorter and it acts as an exclamation point to the song, and that's what good third wave ska is. Like the horns blaring, it's like a little pep of energy. So it's you know it's a following a, a I don't, I don't want to say it's following a certain rhythm to it. But it's following this certain push and pull dynamic, like a workout. You know, like you push the weight up and then you lower it, push it up and lower it. It's that on a it's that on a quicker scale, but there's still that back and forth. So, just for kind of some classification purposes, where does a group like Operation Ivy fall? Because I I dig the first operate like I dig the first full length Operation Ivy album, right? But that never, like, I know, like, is that Ska, or is it... Uh, Technically, Operation Ivy is Ska, because where a song like Knowledge comes across as straight punk, Mm -hmm. they do have, you know, a couple more ska influence songs, like, I think, uh, God, I'm trying to, uh, Unity is also, uh, Unity is one of them. So it's not like that a third wave Ska band will always play the pick it up, pick it up, pick it up stuff. Yeah. It's that... it's it, they're they're standouts of the genre, but there's also the slower songs. Like if you like, one of my favorite albums of all time is, and I know this is going to surprise Owen over here, but the Aquabats' uh, "Floating Eye of Death." And while that does have a lot of ska songs, it varies in their um, in style very differently because while you do have ska in third wave ska, there's also that punk influence. And you are going to see a lot of that as well. And if you're a fan of punk music, then that's also something to listen to where the, you know, where the horns are just like an added little spice, like a little pop. 
Because I would consider myself a big fan of punk music. Yeah. I mean, Rancid is considered a ska band. Really? And, you know, there's some... Yeah, technically Rancid is considered a ska band because you have a song like Ruby Soho, Mm -hmm. but they also have, you know, which is, again, sounds more like straight up punk, but But also Time Bomb. Time Bomb, yeah. Yeah, so that like, so, you know, all those upstrokes and all, you know, the the bass work and the horns, that's part of ska. So I think your problem with Third Wave Ska isn't so much a problem with the genre itself, it's more like your exposure to the genre. And that's just not the kind of song for you. Like, you're not going to, like, sell out, but you could, like, I don't know, like, beer or sequence erase or something like it, beer it, by the it's, real big fish. It's funny because I, I, it's funny because I actually, I hate beer, but I've always kind of liked sellout. Okay. Well, sellout's a fucking incredible song. Yeah. So. I'm like I mean, you I, have ears. That's 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 the obvious. Every genre has. I think every genre has at least a few things that I enjoy. Like right. I think that I think that I because like Tragic Kingdom is one of my favorite albums. Right. Which I know is kind of borderline. Yeah. But my least favorite parts, my like my least favorite song on Tragic Kingdom though is also Spiderwebs, which is the most sky one. Hmm. Okay. You know, but I think, I think, yeah, I think, like, it just, I'm willing to, con- I'm willing to concede that it, that it's likely everything I've ever heard of Scar has not impressed me. Hmm. Or, sorry, Third Wave Scar, because I have to reiterate again, I really like stuff like Madness, The Specials, The Beat, Fun Boy 3, like that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, again, I, I, and I think the singles you've heard are the most ska-like, but within, and I go back, that goes back to my earlier point, you're still getting some talented musicians within these third wave ska bands who know what they're doing, and they're not going to keep, you know, pick it up, pick it up all the time. Mm -hmm. So, for example, take a band like The Interrupters, which is like one of my new favorite guys. They're a ska, they're a third wave ska band, they, uh, I think they're on the, the, uh, Tim Armstrong's label, Tim Armstrong from Rancid. Yeah. And like two of my favorite, two of the songs like um, from their new album are She's Kerosene, which is more of a straight up ska song and So Wrong, which is like social distortion, but, you know, with a little more pep to it. And you are and there's like you can listen to both of them and still identify them as song by the same band. You know, the vocals are the same. The guitarist guitar playing is still the same. The bass writing is the same. And that is tech. They're both technically third wave ska. So, okay. So, uh, there's another song by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones that was in probably our clearest frame of reference here rock band, uh, called Where Did You Go? Yeah, I know where did you, I, I know it from Clueless. Oh, okay. You, you know it from that. All right. <laughs> I like Clueless. It's a good film. I am not denying that Clueless is a good film. I'm just saying, like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that, that it was also in that as well. Because 90s movies had some, like, hey. Uh, 90s movies are weird. <laughs> yeah, like, I know all my friends are metalheads through the Digimon movie. Um, But no, like, I know Where Did You Go. I don't like Where Did You Go. You don't like Where Did You Go. Because that has, that I think the horns in that, it, it's, 
definitely a lot more sedated than I like. Um, where, I, I like where did you go a lot more than the impression that I get. Okay, the impression that I get also in the Digimon movie. Hmm. Can, can we can we talk about the Digimon movie soundtrack for a little bit? It sounds I, like I, I should like probably I... not listen to the Digimon movie soundtrack. Okay, let let me just give you a breakdown, and this is the most two thousand ass thing to ever come out. And Owen is roll. I can I can feel because Owen is not on the call right now. I can't hear him. He probably muted his mic or something. But I can just feel him rolling his eyes. Excuse like, me, oh, Ron no. Bastard. I yes. love the Digimon soundtrack. <laughs> How dare okay. you? I Listen, I'm not saying that you don't love it. I'm just saying you're probably rolling your eyes at the fact that I brought it up again. No, no, please. You haven't done it on this podcast before. Okay, cool. I'll go back into my corner. All right, cool. So uh, the Digimon movie soundtrack has the Digi-Rap, uh, All-Star by Smash Mouth, the Rockefeller Skank by Fat Boy Slim. That's a, that's a, a, that's a great song. Kids in America by Len. Uh, also, I believe Kids in America by the Muffs is also on the Clueless soundtrack. Yes, Kids in America is on the Muffs version is on the Clueless soundtrack. Yeah, uh, Hey Digimon, uh, One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies, The Impression That I Get by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, All My Best Friends Are Metalheads by Less Than Jake, uh, Run Around by Jason Radford, and I think the rest of these, yeah, Jason Radford, Paul Gordon, yeah, those those are like in-house musicians or guys who wrote the score. So, yeah, that is one 2,000-ass soundtrack over there. I will concede to that. Now, where does stuff like the Cherry Pop and Daddies fall? Uh, that is technically swing music, and that is an offshoot of... Ska, because swing takes more influence from jazz and big band as yeah. opposed to reggae. So Cherry Pop and Daddies are, you know, like part of that swing revival music in the 90s. Like Big Bad Voodoo Daddy was also, you know, part of that. And what the hell was wrong with the late 90s? Um, we, we started to have it too good. Then we decided, like, it's okay. We can toss out grunge. We're going to be fine. Sure, Bill Clinton's not going to be president. We're going to be fine. I choose to believe that, like all this, all this curse is because this president played a saxophone, and people then decided that was cool. Um, got so in MC Lars's song "This Gigantic Robot Kills," which I put out for the Rock Band Network. Uh, let's go back. I believe a lyric from that is let's go back to the time when even Bill Clinton played the sax on the White House lawn and kids wore shades and checkered slacks. Nice. Yeah. And the whole song is about a robot fucking mur that murders like all everyone from the hills and the OC and all the and all the oh, we're, you know, we're wealthy like kids in California. Let's just follow our lives and our drama. We're not going to have a recession. It's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Um, and and also MC Bad Commander from the Aquabats is on there. So that that's a good song. That that's the closest we're ever going to get to the Aquabats and Rock Band. Yeah, you know, you never know. Yeah, well, it's closest we we have gotten. I mean, look, I'm 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 seeing. Look, I'm seeing the Aquabats live in a month. Ooh, where? Riot Fest. Nice. Yeah. And I feel as though Ska might, like, this kind of thing might be fun live. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, that energy in a live setting is great. You know, you're in a skank pit. You're, you know, like bumping around with other guys. You're kind of feeling the energy. It's great. Someone might, was that a fucking trumpet solo? Who cares? Uh, but the Aquabats, now the Aquabats are a very interesting band because you can almost, like, as you go from album to album, you can see their transformation from uh, ska you know, the, the straight up third wave ska that, you know, was popular at the time when they first formed in 1994 mm-hmm. to today when they're more like synth, I don't want to say synth pop, but they're like, uh, you know, they're rock music that has very heavy synth elements closer to like Devo or something. You have made me instantly more interested in seeing the Aquabats. Yeah, because I think um, in 19, no, 2000, they had like a... Uh, a second album that was like all of their songs that didn't fit on the floating eye of death called myths, legends, and other stories. Uh, that was like the last album that had horns on it. And then in 2005, they released their album charge, which they, so the Aquabats are a joke band. I like, I love them, but I'm going to concede that point. They were when a few Mormons were like, let's make a dumb band. And our gimmick is that we're superheroes who play ska. And their thing was that because ska has so many, you know, parts to it, let's just have guys on there doing dumb shit. Like we'll have, you know, our guitar, our bass, our drummer, vocalist, et cetera, et cetera. But we'll have a guy making pancakes on stage or a guy flipping burgers on stage. And we'll have a guy who's just playing a fucking triangle, like whatever. And then as 2005 comes along, they reduced their numbers. Their sound got better. 2005, their release charge, they were down to five members. And then in, uh, two, and that was like, you know, synth rock in the vein of Devo. Then in 2011, they had their, that was after, uh, Christian Jacobs, aka MC Bat Commander, aka the lead singer of the Aquabats. Um, that's when he had his show Yo Gabba Gabba. That got big. Wait, and it's their, the dude from Yo Gabba Gabba? Yeah. Christian Jacobs from the Aquabats is responsible for Yo Gabba Gabba. I have not seen Yo, or I've not seen much Yo Gabba Gabba, but the stuff yeah. I have seen, it's like, that's actually a legit show. Yeah, they were on the first episode singing their song Pool Party. I remember being surprised at the couple times that I've babysat and it's been on that it's like, oh, there's legit music on this show. Yeah. Because there's a guy with a legit music background on it. Isn't, and then, isn't um, like Martin Mothersbaugh involved with it or something? Uh, Mark Mothersbaugh was involved with... He is involved. I think Devo appeared on the show once. Um, by the way, Something for Everybody is their mo- Devo's most recent album. It came out in 2010. It is fucking awesome. Pick it up. Human Rocket is probably like my favorite song off of that. Anyway, going back. Um, yeah, Mark Mothersbaugh has been involved with uh, Aquabats a few times. Uh, he is, yeah, he was on Yo Gabba Gabba once and he was on an episode of the Aquabat Super Show where he played a scientist. What is the Aquabat Super Show? Okay, the Aquabat Super Show is like a kids' television show that was created in... Uh, they've been trying to get one off the ground for a while, since like 99. And they finally got it on air in 2012. And 
Uh, it was on the hub, but then that went under, and I believe they're doing a Kickstarter now. It's, by the time this episode comes out, you can donate to their Kickstarter to do more episodes and stuff. And yeah, it was like a kid's show where, you know, they'd play some songs and like they were a rock band touring the, you know, country and they would try to fight crime and right wrongs, all that other stuff. And again, it's a lot better than you would expect from, you know, a kid's show where all the members have, all the heroes have dad bods and play ska. Or synth rock. All right. You've sold me at least on the Aquabats. Okay. One at a time. One at a time. But I will still say that I will, I will back up my position of third wave ska sucks. Okay. So let me, let me. I will reclassify my position as anything that sounds like Sami Zayn's theme song sucks. I really like Sami Zayn's theme song. So now we're back to square fucking one again. No. Okay. So fun fact about the Aquabats, since this isn't just Takes Bakery anymore. This is me talking, me trying to sell you on the Aquabats. I, I wish I knew more about like Real Big Fish and Mustard Plug and No Doubt and all the other bands to try to sell you on, just try to convert you, to try to convert you to third wave ska one song at a time. Look, No Doubt or No Doubt from Tragic Kingdom on are awesome. Okay. Like, so, but also, Hella Good is, like, nowhere near a ska song, so... Yeah, Hella... The, the thing that sticks out most about Hella Good to me is that music video where they're, like, riding on jet skis through this half-sunken boat, and they're also playing uh, Jet Set Radio Future on the Xbox. Like, right. that was a product placement, yeah. <laughs> So, all right. So, fun fact about the Aquabats, because we've got to talk more about the Aquabats. Um, for their first couple albums... Guess who was their drummer? Phil Travis, Collins. Oh. Travis Barker of Blink-182. I believe that because Travis Barker just gets around. Oh, yeah. Like, Travis Barker, uh, originally under the alias of The Baron Von Tito, played for the Aquabats until, I want to say, 97, 98. Like, so around the- when he joined Blink-182 then. Yeah, and it was just a total coincidence that, like, the, the original drummer for Blink-182 couldn't make it or, like, something happened. And, like, in 20 minutes, um, Travis Barker, like, picked up all the drum parts and he's like, you know what? Peace out. I'm, I'm not an acrobat anymore. I died. I exploded. Whatever. I'm Travis Barker. I'm Blink-182 now. We're going to make all the small, we're going to make Enema of the State. It's going to be, like, this Rhythm Bastard, this Rhythm Bastard Kids Elementary School. So, yeah, just, just go fucking nuts. You guys go on. And that's when they got their current drummer, Ricky Fitness, who has been there for almost 20 years now. All right. Yeah. Is there more about the Aquabats? Um, not, I, not at the present moment that I can tell you that I would, you know, that would help get back to the Takes Bakery. But, you know, I, I think with pop, like Third Wave Scott and Pop Punk, you're not even so much listening to the, for the, um, for like the musicianship. It's just that their sense of humor is just so like crazy and out there and they just do such weird shit with this fun music. Like, I, I remember. I think a lot it, of pop punk actually, like kind of moving off of the ska, but the pop punk, the sense of humor actually kind of pushes me away. I found like when I like growing up, I thought Blink One Eighty Two were stupid. Really? Yeah. 
So here's the thing. I was, God, uh, 1998. I was 10 when Blink-182 first got popular. So when, like, I saw on MTV the, the music video for What's My Age Again, and they're running naked through the streets. It's like, I don't think I should be allowed to say that. And yeah, I like, see that, and I'm like, but I wanted to see it anyway because it's fucking punk. Like, I was three when uh, Enema of the State came out. Okay, that that explains a lot, actually. And then, so Blink One Eighty Two kind of passed me by until like, uh, or at least take off your pants and jacket. I remember that was big when I yeah that was kind of big around like when I started going into elementary school. But I just remember thinking like. I saw the video for all the small things, and I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. We need to talk about more about music, because this uh, uh, this podcast, The Weezer Bracket, interviewed the guy who directed that music video, and like all of um, Weezer's like 2000s music video output. Anyway, uh, right. So uh, so two things I wanted to say before like we, we unbore Owen. Um uh, is that, number one, Leningrad is a Russian ska punk band that has the most fucking awesome music videos. Like, none of their music is in English, but oh my god, you you just gotta watch it. Like, the, their newest one, uh, Juju, just came out a couple months ago, and um, it, it it's, it's incredible. It's done by the same guy who directed the movie Hardcore Henry. It, just fucking watch it. It's great. And uh, two, and I'm gonna close with this quote. Ahem. <clears throat> Ska is the music that plays in a 13-year-old's head when he gets extra mozzarella sticks. Thank you. This has been the Takes Bakery. We are baking some delicious mozzarella sticks up in here. What? Um, I'm, I'm really glad to be on. Thank you, Owen. You, you, can, can you take me back in before you like end the show? <laughs> All right. Okay. okay, hold on. Uh, uh, uh. All right, I'm back. Rhythm Bastard, that was insightful yeah. and an expertise that only you could bring to this podcast. I, and by I'm that, I mean to have done expertise so in the Digimon soundtrack. <laughs> and, and also the Aquabats. <laughs> These are thank you, very much... Thank you very favorite. much for... Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I can help. And we can, you can... You, you can you, you know what? Sometimes the, the way to get you to not hate something is just to speak to someone who's just so passionate about it and you can kind of see it a little bit through their eyes and be like okay if that's what this person likes and maybe i should look out for that i think the same thing happened with john on the star trek episode and this is why i bring in the guests to tag in because that's these are when it comes to topics that i know you are dead wrong on i bring in an expert that will are you gonna bring in when i uh when i argue that wings are better than the beatles I'm going to bring in Paul McCartney, motherfucker. Hello, I'm Paul McCartney. So I'm really glad to be here. Oh, shit, Paul's here. <laughs> I thought you were uh, dead. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, nope, I'm one of the Beatles that are still living. So here, here's my... So I, I, let, me, let me play you one of my favorite songs that I've ever written. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Paul, I can't, I can't believe you and I have the same taste in wing songs. Wonderful Christmas time is a great song. Fuck, we're out of here. Now, you can find the podcast at zonecast.com along with Heel Turn and I'd Rather Not. Um, Facebook page that you made, was it Takes Bakery thing? Yeah, facebook.com slash Takes Bakery. Fantastic. Make sure you like the page. 
iTunes, Google Play, subscribe, like, comment, give give us five stars and tell us how bad we are. Keeps the show going. Um, Rhythm Bastard, where can we find you? Yes. You can find me at rhythmbastard.rocks. I rock so hard, I had to put it in the URL. Yeah. I didn't know if town. you guys were going to jump. I know, right? And you guys are going to jump on it. You can also find my music at soundcloud.com slash rhythmbastard and rhythmbastard.bandcamp.com where you can buy posters, t-shirts, playmats, all that other good stuff. I also have a Patreon you can subscribe to. My new song should be out by the time this comes out. And that's at patreon.com slash rhythmbastard. Sweet. Yeah, Uh, it is. Oscar. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Osaga the Great. Great. And I'm at on Twitter at Thunder Ozone. That's it. We're done. They're 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 not just zones. They're zone casts. Nope. We're done. Uh, they're dot zone. Quick, quick, Paul, Paul, sing us out. Uh, um, <laughs> band on the run. Band on the run. Oh, I thought you were singing the, the Christmas time band. thing again. Oh, okay. Alright, uh, okay, okay, hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm Paul McCartney, I'm going to sing his, his my, famous um, line, I'm Paul McCartney. <laughs> oh, yes, I say that all the time, just so, you know, everyone knows I'm Paul McCartney, because, uh, you know, there's there's three other Beatles I love hey, very hey, much. Hey, Paul, and I want hey, to, Paul, sing the goddamn song. The mood is right, the spirit's up, we're here tonight, and that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas, Christmas time. time. Hey, Paul, Simply what's your favorite ska song? A wonderful, oh, I absolutely love uh, uh, Magic Chicken by the Aquabats. Could you sing it for me? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> In only the way that Paul McCartney knows how. <laughs> oh, Ma- Magic Chicken by Aquabats. You know... I-, I love those Aquabats fellows. They're, they're, probably, they're one of the major inspirations for the Beatles. In fact, if they did Guitar Hero the Beatles, we would have definitely had like one of them as the featuring artists. It would have been, we would have had Wings, we would have had the Yoko Ono, and we would have had the Aquabats. God damn it. When I was born out back behind the chicken shack, I was raised in a cardboard box. And before when I was single, used to hear the chicken jingle. That's how I learned the chicken rock. When I'm in the mood, dude, I got some nuggets and stuff and head under the fight. I'm rolling in my wheelchair, zipping down the hill. I'm screaming out chicken in the middle of the night. Ooh, ooh, chicken make you feel so good. Ooh, ooh, chicken make you feel so good. Excellent. Good job. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.